welcome to another episode of the Bottom Up Revolution podcast, where we share the stories of the Strong Towns movement in action. I'm your host, Rachel. Today's guest is a longtime Strong Towns member who I've had the pleasure of knowing for several years, Hale McCollum. She's someone that I look up to as a woman small business owner, creative, and leader in her town of Thomasville, Georgia. In the conversation you're about to hear, we talk about Hale's ongoing dedication to her town through a myriad of activities and positions, especially nonprofit boards. We hear about Hale's design firm, Fontaine Murray, which has, among other things, helped local businesses to sharpen their brand identities and make their mark in the community. Hale also helped start a local arts festival, and then she's on the board of several organizations in Thomasville, including the hospital, school board, the planning and zoning commission, and the local bank. And don't worry, we also get into how she juggles all of these volunteer duties and her small business and her family. It's really about priorities, plus maybe cutting television out of your life too. Finally, Hale talks about how all of her work is guided by Strong Town's principles of bottom-up action, incremental improvement, and financial resilience. So settle in and get inspired by this dedicated, active Strong Town's member, Hale McCollum. Hale McCollum, thank you for joining me for this episode of the Bottom Up Revolution podcast. It's great to have you here. Yeah, it's great to be here. Can you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and your story to, you know, your journey to what you're doing now? Sure. So I live in Thomasville, Georgia, which is a small uh, rural-ish town of about 20,000 people in Southwest Georgia. Um, I did not grow up here. I moved here about 15 years ago. And I own and run a branding company. And we are really focused sort of tangential to Strong Towns on place-based marketing and branding. So I do a lot of work in our area and in our region, which is, you know, kind of part of part of the work that I do around here um, is related to my business. And then some of the work I do around here is, is not, um, you know, it's more personal. I went to Vanderbilt University and I have a degree in human development. And then I went to SCAD and I have a master's in fine art and graphic design. So that combination sort of uniquely set me up to do the branding work that I do now um, around here. So yeah, I didn't know that about your your degrees. That's a that's really yeah, interesting. I, I, you know, and sometimes degrees don't really play into your life fully as you, as you grow up and, and figure out what you want to do. But, um, mine, mine really do. So it's, it's pretty neat to, to be able to include, include that in my bio still as relevant information. Yeah. What is Thomasville like? I know you said that you haven't lived there for forever, but 15 years is, is a while to really get to know a place. What, what is the community like in Thomasville? Sure. So my mother grew up here. So I did grow up visiting here. So I have, I have been around it and engaged in the town for, for a really long, for really my whole life. Um, but it is, it's a small town, fairly small town with a county. The county is about 40,000 people. It's it's pretty rural. There's a lot of agriculture, soybeans and cotton being being two of the more primary peanuts, some vegetable growing around here also. But it's also 
a town that in the late 1800s was a destination for Northerners for vacation. So it still has a little layer of that here. And a, a lot of those people ended up buying land because it was very inexpensive per acre back then. And there was a lot of it available and creating quail hunting plantations is what they're called, but they're not plantations in the sense that they're not farms and they didn't grow things. Um, typically they may have some, some farming on them, but so it was sort of recreational hunting. And so there are these huge tracts of lands that, that surround Thomasville, many of which are under easement, which definitely contributes to the uniqueness of our place and brings in people from all over the world to go quail hunting. So while we're a small rural town in Southwest Georgia, we have a lot of influences from the outside that have been here for over a hundred years, which definitely impacts the town. We have a brick-lined main street downtown with street trees and all the beautiful old business facades that you could ever want. And it's it's a really, the, the character of the town is one of the things that drew us that drew us back here and, and that downtown and that, and that small town, that center of town, small town feeling is, is something that I think people, people really appreciate about this place. Yeah. So I know that you are incredibly active as uh, what we would call at strong towns, a strong citizen working to make your community more resilient. Um, what are some of the ways that you have stepped up and gotten um, involved in the life of your community. You know, it's interesting because you say you're, I'm really involved, and to me, it just sort of comes naturally. <laughs> wanting to wanting to be involved in a, in a member of the community that's contributing in a lot of different ways. Um, so it doesn't feel all that extraordinary to me, but but I guess it I guess it kind of is. So I serve on, currently. I serve on for local boards, which has been a great way for me to be really involved in the community. But then also through my branding and design work, I feel like towns that have great creatives, whether that's designers or architects or planners, you know, or even chefs, I, I use the term creative really loosely. I feel like towns that are able to attract and keep creatives um, really, really have a lot going for them. You know, if, if you have a great architect, the, the structures that you're building in your town may be better than the next town over. If you have a great graphic designer, the signage, um, may look, um, tighter and better. And it all sort of contributes to, to a place that people want to live and, and want to stay and, and sometimes even want to leave and move back to. Um, so I think, I think the, one of the ways I contribute is through the the design work and the branding work that that we do in the community. Also, it's a lot about just showing up, whether it's to an event or to a council meeting, getting outside of your house and your friend group sometimes goes a really, really long way. And and it doesn't it doesn't have to always be something that's organized by the city. Um, you know, there there are lots of there are lots of ways to to show up. We have a lot of nonprofits in Thomasville, considering the size of our town, and so there are, there are a lot of opportunities to support them through committees or volunteering or helping fundraise or just showing up to an event. Um, and that's that's been a great way for me to get dialed into the community, especially when we sort of first moved back and 
and we were kind of figuring out um, how how we could become more of a part of our community. Yeah. So I want to get into both the your your business and how that is connected with community advocacy, but also the participation on those nonprofit boards. What are those four boards that you're part of and how did you get plugged into those and choose that as your route, as one route for your advocacy work? Sure. So I remember reading a business book when I first moved back and started my business and it, it basically said, don't get involved on boards, they're a time suck. And so I sort of, I sort of um, took that to heart for a little while. But then the first board that I was asked to join was our local Center for the Arts board. And it was going through sort of a transformative time. And, and I agreed to join, you know, arts being really, I'm really passionate about the arts and, and and I think the arts and culture can bring a lot to a community. So I, I signed up for that board uh, sort of reluctantly, but guess what? It was okay. And it wasn't a time suck and it was, and it was great. And serving on those committees and on that board, um, I was able to really start doing some of the work that I had imagined myself doing. One of the things that I helped do was launch Do South, which is, I think in its, 10th year now and it's an art music and food festival that we that we started in an empty parking lot in in downtown Thomasville. So I was able to really connect the dots between serving on a board and doing really great work in the community. Um, you know, not just, it's not just sitting around the board table. That one was a board where you really get to roll your sleeves up and and do some work. And then what happened was there were other people that served on that board with me who were heads of other organizations with boards. And they saw, um, I think they saw in me an energetic young person. I was in my early 40s at that time. And around here, early 40s, you're still considered (laughs) a young person. Um, Yeah, so they were looking to, uh, there's a, there's a, there's real vision in Thomasville to try to include the next generation. It's it's sometimes hard to do because you don't always know the next generation or who would make a good board member. But um, so I served alongside the uh, the CEO of our local hospital. We have a local nonprofit hospital here in Thomasville, and they asked me to serve on their foundation board, which is the nonprofit um, fundraising side of, of our hospital. And, and so sort of one board exposure led to other board exposures and, and other committees. And anyway, fast forward <laughs> about a decade into my board service. And I currently serve, um, we we have a local bank in Thomasville, which I think is one huge contributing factor to making this place a strong town. Um, you know, when, yeah, when financial banking. so unique. Yeah, so days. unique. Um, it's, it's a, it was a vision. I think it's 25 or six years. It's over 25 years old. I know because we celebrated, um, we celebrated that recently. But so having, having a local bank where local decisions can be made about lending in particular, um, and also keeping, you know, all of our municipal money is invested in our local bank, which then is turned around and loaned to our local citizens. So I serve on our local bank, it's Thomasville National Bank. And 
So that's, that's one, you know, while, while a creative seems like an odd fit for, for a bank board, um, it's been one of the more rewarding boards that I've served on to really make the connection between um, local businesses and local banking and, and keeping, keeping that flow of money um, as local as you can, which I know is a strong town, (laughs) a strong town thing. And then from the hospital foundation board, I was asked to serve on sort of the main hospital board and ended up chairing that. And I think that I was the first woman in the history of the the hospital, which was, uh, which now is almost a hundred years old to serve in the role of chairman of the board, which they didn't even really know what to call me. They said, do you want to be called chairwoman or chairman? Or I said, how about just chair? (laughs) So they called me madam chair, which I didn't realize that when they, when they asked me to chair it, but um, it sort of came to light. So that, that was, that's a proud moment in my board service. And um, we've managed to keep our hospital also locally run, you know, in this day and age of healthcare mergers and systems sort of growing bigger instead of smaller, um, that's really important to our community because the decisions are made locally. The recruiting is done locally. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a huge piece of also what makes our town special is to have a local, uh, a local hospital. So that board has been also very rewarding. The next one um, is our local independent schools. So we have a terrific public school system here. We also have a great independent college preparatory school uh, that my husband went to. And my children, I have two boys, 13 and 16, and they both attend that school. And I was asked to join that board, I think in 2014, when we brought in a new headmaster. That also has been um, really rewarding. And, you know, we're, we're not so much in the day-to-day of running the school, but rather sort of visioning for the long term of independent education in Thomasville, which, as you can imagine, over the last year, serving on the bank board, the hospital board, and the independent school board has been both very rewarding and very challenging with decisions having to be made about pandemic-related decisions. And last but not least, um, I also serve on our local planning and zoning commission and have, I think my term is up this December, which I will be glad to hand the baton over, but I think I've been on it for about eight years now. Um, I've I've served two two full terms um, on that board. So um, while those are all very different boards, of course, they're all interconnected also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is an amazing amount of different ways you're participating um, in in Thomasville. How, like, how do you find time for all of this? And I know my right? kids, a business, <laughs> right? Well, um, I sort of jokingly say I don't watch TV, but it's actually really true. I don't I don't watch TV, so my time is not spent doing you know some of those more leisurely pursuits. And, and a lot of these boards, you know, like the bank board, it's maybe two one-hour meetings a month. Um, the hospital board, I'm on a couple committees. So that's, you know, maybe three or four hours a month. Um, independent school, that one varies. But, you know, it's one board meeting a month. And 
And a lot of these are scheduled during lunch or at 5.30. Our planning and zoning is at 5.30. Um, so it's outside the workday. Um, not to say that that it hasn't been challenging and that I've every, I can't say that I've made every single meeting that I'm supposed to go to, but I do make most of them. And um, it's, I, I think you find the time to do the things that you're passionate about and that you really want to do. And you let go of some of the other things. So it doesn't actually, yeah, it doesn't actually feel like a big strain on my time. So, so that's good. And also I think working for myself helps a lot. I think it'd be really difficult to have a job um, that expected you there, you know, eight to five or nine to five um, without a lot of leeway for coming and going. That would definitely make it harder um, to, to do some of this work that I do. So it's, it's kind of woven into my day in, in my own small business. So that helps. It also helps that my kids have gotten a little older. It was definitely more of a challenge when they were, when they were little, my husband and I, he served on the historic preservation, the local historic preservation organization board and the art center and and historic preservation boards met on the same night at the same time. <laughs> and we had little children that we couldn't leave at home. So, you know, so it's, it hasn't been without, hasn't been without challenges. I, I don't know. I've figured out how to, how to do it because it's important to me. What do you think is unique about being on a board in this like sort of collaborative leadership position versus like someone choosing to run for office or, you know, being a, a, an occasional volunteer with a group or like, you know, there's so many different ways to participate in local organizations. Um, but why, why might someone want to go the route, this route of, of being on an elected or chosen board? Yeah. So I, I find that it is a great way to be able to sort of plant the seeds of ideas um, through throughout the community and then let people kind of pick them up and and do do what they will with them um, so I see I see my board service as sort of especially around strong towns ideas like planting little ideas everywhere I go and um, w one of the greatest rewards is is when I hear someone say an idea back to me um, that maybe I dropped along the way Um that they don't even know that I'm the one that dropped it, but I realize, oh, okay, yeah, that, okay, now someone's taking that on, taking that on as their own, and um, and and sort of run with it. So serving on boards, you know, it's it's a fine line. You you can't be super aggressive and angry and emotional when you serve on a board, no one will ask you to serve on their board because, you know, there's some, there's some decorum and there, you know, Robert's rules of orders are real in, in boardrooms and city council meetings alike. And there's a reason for them. So you have to figure out a way to, a way to, to drop your ideas without being super aggressive about it. I, I can't say that I'm not that I'm never aggressive <laughs> because I do get called sort of opinionated and bossy. Um, but it's a forum, the committee meetings particularly are a forum where you can sit down with your peers and have deep discussions that will affect your community in the long run, near term and long term. Um, and it's, it's just a terrific way to, to sort of um, literally, I guess, have, have a seat at the table and, and try to influence the future and the, the outcomes um, 
in your community. So I don't know. I always joke that um, I'd rather be appointed than elected, but I think there's a I think there's a lot of truth in that. I think you can do different kinds of work when you're appointed and not elected. Um, I'm so thankful for all of our elected officials. I think it it's a difficult decision to make to to run for office and a huge commitment. Um, but it's not it's not the way that I've chosen to 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 help you know to help move things along in my community. Mm-hmm. Let's turn to your business that you run and own. What are some of the ways that you see this um, creative design business being also plugged into the community and helping to advance um, Strongtown's goals and mission? I feel like strong businesses sort of add up together to make strong towns. That's a that's a piece of it, right? So that's a piece of it. So when I help a small business with their branding, you know, it's with a goal of increasing their their usually their revenue or their margin or their, you know, whatever their whatever their goal is. And if I can help make that business stronger through creative thinking and design work, then I feel like I'm making the whole community stronger. Um, sort of one one business owner at a time. One place where that's really evident is in our downtown. There are a lot of businesses downtown. There's a bagel shop that opened a few years ago that we did the branding for and painted a giant sign on the facade of their building. And so, and they actually got a facade grant from our downtown Main Street office to do that work on the facade of that building. And then we painted their sign on the facade. And our work was actually part of the facade grant. So, so improve, you know, and that had previously been sort of a rundown building on a, on one of our downtown streets that, that we're sort of focused on um, improving. So, so literally in, improving the, the storefronts in downtown is pretty neat to be able to walk through our town and be like, oh, we designed that, we designed that, we designed that, and see sort of the cumulative effect of, of little drops of great design all over town, sort of bringing, bringing all of that up a little bit. And, but really, you know, aesthetically it's, it's great, but it's also not about the aesthetics. It's about making the businesses stronger in and around our town, downtown particularly, but um, we also work with other businesses that are not in our downtown. So yeah, it's kind of, it all sort of pieces itself together. It seems sort of separate, um, but when I think about it as a whole, you know, I, I'm really I'm really working at everything I do all day long to to help make this place even better than it already is. Yeah, I can definitely see that. How did you get connected with Strong Towns originally? Um, I know you that you have been a member for a long time. Um, what's what drew you to this movement initially? Oh gosh, I wish I could remember the exact moment that I that I fell into the rabbit hole. <laughs> Cuz yeah, I think so it was like a random that. article. Yeah, That's I, yeah. <laughs> and I yeah, I think I must have read an article um and thought, "Oh, wow, these people are really speaking my language and just giving some shape and form to some of the things that I was already thinking about." I definitely was not thinking about, you know, um things like, you know, why are we paving all these streets and why are we running utilities way out 
out of town um, in a really concrete way, but Strong Town sort of helped me help me understand all of that. We have a lot of neighborhoods in our community. And that's one thing that I hope to do more work in that arena in the future. We have a lot of neighborhoods in our community that are on existing streets with existing service lines, you know, utility lines and, and empty lots or blighted houses. And, you know, but people are building new houses out in the county. And I just, you know, it's like, ingrained in me now. Like, what is happening? Why are we not using what we already have and what we've already paid for? Um, so, so that I'd say that, um, strong towns really just sort of put a lot of shape and form to, to some of the things that I was already thinking about and then added on some of those more number crunchy things, um, added another layer on top for me to consider, I'll say when I share a Strong Towns article on my Facebook, um, I'm, I get really excited when local people read it or run into me later and say, "I really enjoyed that article." You know, make sure you share, make sure you share more of those. So, so that's also, um, you know, I feel like I'm sort of drip, drip, dripping Strong Towns messages. You know, either literally by sharing articles or, or just you know, by speaking, speaking out in the community and in board meetings and, and even in meetings with clients. Um, so it's, you know, it's something that I do sort of unconsciously sometimes and very consciously other times. Um, but it's, it's just really helped me, um, sort of further my thinking about what makes a place great and, and some of the things that contribute to that. Well, thank you for being such a dedicated member. It, It means a lot. And, yeah, you're doing so much to advance this mission in your place. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I can always do more, <laughs> but, um, and I can always learn more. So I, you know, I, I don't think I'll ever sort of stop learning and growing. So, um, yeah. So strong towns keep it up because I got, I got more to learn. So what are you working on, um, right now or, you know, for the summer, for the coming months that you are excited about in, in Thomasville or beyond? Or beyond, right. So I think one of the important things about living in a small rural town is also getting out of that small, small rural town some, uh, especially going to other places where you can kind of see, see the work that they're doing there and wonder what, wonder about what you can bring back to your place. So this summer we are headed out to Driggs, Idaho for a few weeks. Yes. Um, it actually is the place they have, a they have a, a concert series in the summer that in part inspired due South that I mentioned earlier. I thought if, if that's actually in Victor, Idaho, I thought if Victor, Idaho can put on a music festival, we can certainly do this in Thomasville. Um, <laughs> so getting out and getting ideas from other places, um, it's very hot in Thomasville in the summer. And because we both work for ourselves, we can travel a little bit. So we're going to, we're going to head out to Idaho for a few weeks. And I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. I actually can still, do most of the work that I do with my clients um, remotely. I was doing that before, before everyone else was. Um, but I think I definitely have honed some, honed some of those skills, um, which is great. And, and my clients are, are really open to it now too, um, which is, which is, which is helpful. We are looking forward to working with our local hospital on a big branding and naming project. 
you know, we're seeing we're seeing some people leave town to get services in other places, and um, you know, we want to make sure it's it's sort of a symbiotic relationship. The hospital and the town. We, you know, the the doctors support downtown, and so those of us who live in Thomasville need to support the hospital and the doctors, and keep you know, sort of keep it all working together. Um, so. So it's it's been a while since they looked at their their branding and their naming, and so we're going to take them through a pretty robust process over the next twelve months, um, working on that. So I look forward. That feels like a big a big deal, um, and I look forward to working with with them on that. And then we'll sort of stagger in there some of the smaller businesses. One of the hard things for us, uh, for me as a business owner, is to make sure that I sort of don't forget about doing the work for for the smaller businesses. Um, we're getting ready to do uh, to work with um, a guy that's opening. He's been selling barbecue out of his backyard, so this is incremental barbecue. Um, he's been selling barbecue out of his backyard, and he's ready to move into a building and expand. It's a small building um, and expand his business. And so we're going to work with him on a pro bono basis for his branding for that, um, for that barbecue restaurant. And we, we try to do that a few times a year, take on someone, um, who may not have the ability to pay for sort of professional design and branding, um, and help them get it, get their business. These are usually businesses that have started, but are maybe going to a new phase of business. So I, I really enjoy doing, doing that work. Um, and who doesn't want to work for barbecue, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and will you be able to do that uh, Do South Festival this year? So it it happens in April. In April uh, okay. twenty yeah, April of twenty twenty one. It looked a little it looked a little different. We did have it. It right. was a, yeah, it was a smaller group and we had pods. And I think that's one of the things um, throughout the pandemic, the local nonprofits had to get so creative because they're used to having, you know, big events with lots of people attending. And I'm really proud of, of all the work that they did to figure out how to, how to keep having um, fundraising moments without, without large gatherings. Um, Mm -hmm. I hope that some of it stays around, you know, it's, it's kind of the automatic default. Oh, we need to raise some money. Let's have an event. Um, But yeah, yeah, but I'm, I'm pretty excited that they've sort of started thinking about, well, what if we didn't have an event and what might that look like and how could we do that? Um, so yeah, so we, I, I look forward to do South in 2022, um, which I hope will be back. We have a lovely amphitheater in our downtown. It doesn't happen in a parking lot anymore. Um, the city built, That's a good. Yeah. yes, the city built, the city built a beautiful amphitheater. Um, and so we're able to, to have it there now, which is awesome. So, and I'm not, I have passed the baton on that, um, mm, on that event. Going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's fun to start things, but then it's also fun to, to let other people, you know, kind of, take them, take them from there and see what, see what they can bring, bring to it. So, um, yeah, so I pass the baton on that. Now I just get to attend and not, and not sweat the details, which is, which is pretty fun. Um, but yeah, we have tonight, we have first Friday, it's a Friday in Thomasville and it's the first of the month and we'll have first Friday, which is, um, live music and a lot of the shops stay open and the city actually changed the liquor laws so that there's a closed off part of downtown where you can walk around with to-go cups um, of 
you know, drinks on first Fridays. So it's, it's a pretty fun thing. And, and the music's in the amphitheater. I don't know if I said that, but oh, very cool. So, yeah. So yeah. looking, looking forward to, um, to some live music, which has been a while. So that will be, that'll be a fun night. So to close this out here, what advice would you offer for anyone who's listening that wants to um, step up and do some of the things that you've been doing in your community? Um, maybe especially someone who's thinking about um, pursuing a, a nonprofit board or a, a like a local government committee. How do you how do you like jump in and get involved with something like that? Right, I know they're always just keep in mind they're always looking for members. They're sort of self-replenishing boards. And so you have to kind of come up with who you want to add as people roll off. So they're always looking for new members. So I would keep that in mind. And sort of the best way, um, there is a little bit of um, uh, sort of uh, proving yourself isn't quite the right way to say it, but showing up and showing that you're sort of dedicated and committed and not aggressive and, (laughs) and scary, you know, that you can kind of play by the rules a little bit, um, but push when needed. I don't want to make it sound like you should just not say what you're thinking, but there's a way to do it that isn't off putting. And I think serving on they all have, all these boards and all these nonprofits have committees or they need volunteers. So showing up as a volunteer on a committee or as a volunteer on an event or a project is a great way to get to know um, the other board members, but also whoever the executive director is or your councilman or, you know, whoever's in charge of sort of appointing, appointing to that board. Um, And just, you know, really just showing up and pitching in is the best way to, um, to even on your side to figure out what organizations you might want to be involved with and might like to, to add you to their, to their roster. Um, so yeah. And sort of one begets another, I think, you know, once you serve on one board, generally you get asked to serve on another board. So, um, yeah. So, and then I would say, you know, don't say yes to everything because, and, and I haven't over the years, don't say yes to everything because you can get overburdened. Um, so maybe start with one volunteer, um, something in for a nonprofit or an organization that, that you think you'd like be a good fit with. Um, and just, just start. <laughs> um, and, and usually you can just call their phone number and say, Hey, I'd, I'm, I'm new to town or I'd like to get more involved. What do you have going on that I can help with? And they're, they're usually pretty grateful to get those kinds of phone calls or emails. You know, it doesn't have to be a phone call. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Hale, for taking the time to talk with us and and share your stories and your insights. Um, Where can people go if they want to see like your work and your business your social media activity? Are you on uh, the social media platforms or what's your website that people can check out? Yeah. So our website is fontainemory.com, F-O-N-T-A-I-N-E-M-A-U-R-Y.com. It's a hard one. Uh, it's named after a family member. And my Instagram handle is fontainemory or Hale McCollum. So you can find me in, in either one of those places. And, um, I'm on LinkedIn and Facebook also. So, um, I look forward to, to seeing everyone out there in the social media world. 
Yeah, absolutely. I will make sure to include links to all that in the show notes as well. Okay, awesome. All right. Thanks so much, Hale. It was great to have the chance to talk with you. Yeah, it was great talking to you. Have a, have a great day. If you were inspired by that conversation and want to be part of the work that Hale is doing, join the Strong Towns movement as a member today. You'll be connecting with advocates like Hale all over the continent and plugging into resources, tools, and ideas to help make your city more financially resilient. Join today by visiting strongtowns.org membership. Feel free to email me your voicemails or messages with feedback, ideas, or what you're doing to take action in your community. Just send those to rachel at strongtowns.org. That's R-A-C-H-E-L at strongtowns.org. All right. Thanks, everyone. Have a great week, and we'll see you back here next time for the next episode. Thank you.